Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. introduction to Kirsten doesn't that mean you should say my name and then I talk I'm joined by Kirsten (laughs) who's about to be muted in a second well Kirsten will apologize by saying that Sonia actually edited her today for the first time in uh, all three years of unusual effort so congratulations thank you I helped spell Filipino yeah I can't spell Filipino apparently um anyway Sonia's telling me I have to say something about my week or the last few weeks. It's been a few weeks since we did the the last pod, and I know we were talking about um, mental health at that point. I actually had to go get diagnosed for a number of different medical, uh, mental illnesses, try to work on getting all my medications balanced, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure so many of our listeners identify with this problem. And then, just as everything was starting to even out, I was ready to get back into editing for unusual efforts, that type of thing. Had to go back to the doctor because I was in so much pain I could barely breathe. They found out that I have chronic appendicitis, which I didn't even know I was a thing. That was a thing. They said, it's your appendix. And I said, but I can jump. And they just looked at me like, what the hell does that mean? And I'm like, I can jump. It can't be my appendix. Wait, is jumping and appendixes related? Like, yes, yes, it's a thing. Why does nobody believe me? If you if you have acute appendicitis, you're supposed to ask somebody to jump, and if they can't jump, rush them to the emergency room. That's your health tip for the day. Anyway, I just wanted to tell people that I one of the triggers of chronic appendicitis is sitting. So while I work to keep this under control with medications and exercises and diet and everything like that. Um, I'm not really able to sit beyond what I get paid for essentially. So that's why content has been so slow. Hope I'm almost positive that we will get at least one story up this week, probably two, but my body hates me. So please continue your patience and your understanding. And we support you throughout whatever you need to do. So just let us know how we can help out, and we'll do it. I'm just glad. I'm just glad to be sit, sitting, lounging, and podcasting with y'all right now. 
I was going to say, if you want us all to stand up, we can stand up in solidarity. <laughs> but you might just be getting my knees because no, I'm, I'm sat on the floor I'm right now. I'm just a little bit, that's all. Perfect. Uh, we are also joined by Jesse. I've missed you guys. Um, I started grad school. Um, I've been... Um, I, I've been jumping, so my appendix is fine, but I, <laughs> um, have had a, been in a bit of a migraine spiral, so, um, I have some cool, um, Wonder Woman nausea bands that I'm rocking, um, oh, they look good on you. thank you, you know, I, I feel like when you can accessorize with, uh, with medical equipment, you know, you're on the right track, um, but I feel like this is this is my mental health break is getting to be back on the webcam and back on the pod, podcast. I agree. Definitely. Well, yeah. Glad to be back with both of you. Have had a busy last few weeks. Um, a lot of unusual efforts, sort of side projects going on. Um, as mentioned before, I'm Sonia Missio, in case you're wondering mm-hmm. who's speaking right now. I always wonder that, like, if everybody knows who's speaking or if they just sort of amalgamate us into one human being who <laughs> argues out loud with themselves. Anyway, um, I was on repping, uh, repping Unusual Efforts on the Law & Order podcast, These Are Their Stories, and it's pretty much the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me because it's my favorite podcast, talking about my favorite, it's my second favorite podcast after um, Unusual Efforts. Good fix was, there. Trying, trying. <laughs> my brother listened to it afterwards, and he was convinced Kirsten and I were married until like three quarters through <laughs> the episode, where I like casually mentioned Nick. So um, I don't think gonna... this podcast is going to do anything to change his mind about that either. Perfect. Um, we pretty much are married. Um, anyway, and then the other things that I've been doing is some work with our other side business, uh, Clavis, I'm going to be speaking at a sports conference talking about inclusion and women. So it's sort of a mix of what we do at Clavis through social media and um, unusual efforts and everything that we promote. And I just started a job with the Canadian Premier League. So I've given up sleeping full time. (laughs) Yeah. Sonia, you have like, what, five jobs now? Yes. (laughs) Five jobs and a dog. So six, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, But enough about me. Now that we have the intros out of the way, let's dive right in. As this is our anniversary show, we thought we'd do something a little bit different and talk about unusual efforts past, present, and future. So the way that we're going to set this up, it's sort of like an AMA that doesn't have other people asking questions it's just us so jesse will be introducing me or interviewing me and kirsten about our past and then we'll all kind of take turns interviewing and arguing about our present and future so that sound good with everyone i love this this is jesse by the way who gets to do the the aing over to you and also i should say that we do have a hard stop just so this doesn't go wildly out of control so all of a sudden my voice disappears it's because i have to leave (laughs) and not out of anger probably well you Um, don't know you don't know what kind of questions i'm going to ask you said anything (laughs) i mean i did write five questions for you yeah you got those first five questions fine i know i'll i'll try to feel like it's not because you don't trust me but correct 
oh, it's because you guys tasked me with writing this. <laughs> so feel free to add whatever you like. No, I do like these questions. Okay. So these are very good ones. Um, and I feel like you should both answer these questions because the first time we did this, you both had a little bit of a different perspective on some of these. So S and K, K and S, how did you two meet? Um, we physically met at the football blogging awards three, two years ago, three years, two years ago. I think like two years ago. Yeah. In Manchester. Yeah. Kirsten was fashionably late and I was at a cafe (laughs) not drinking or no, I was at a bar not drinking beer. But, um, the first thing that I remember about virtual meetings, which in my opinion are just as legitimate these days as physical meetings is uh, when Sonia started talking to me after I wrote a piece on Alexis Sanchez mm-hmm. when he was still at Udinese. Oh, so many years ago. How yeah. many years ago even was that? 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not quite the full story. I started talking to her because both my father and my brother emailed me asking me why I wasn't more like Kirsten and how they could have her as their daughter slash sister instead of me. See, there you go. So I think that was the first thing I asked her. And I still haven't met my other family, but someday soon, hopefully, I will meet my Canadian family. And I will tell you that my mother asks the same thing. So you have family members sort of scattered throughout North America. Excellent. Actually, Jesse, my brothers are going to be in New York (gasps) next weekend. And I asked if I could go along. And like two big brothers would normally answer, they said no. What? (laughs) Well, I have wanted big brothers my whole life. In fact... There is a story that I asked my parents for a big brother, which I don't know if you know this, is biologically impossible, but I disown your big brothers because they're not bringing me you. I, well, yeah, you can have them if you want. They're going there for a wrestling event and some sort of comic book festival, so <laughs> all yours if you want. <laughs> wow. Well, if they need anything, bagels, pizza, whatever else happens in New York, you let them know they can come to me. Ooh, maybe we'll take this offline, but restaurant recos I will take, especially if you know any vegetarian. I am a vegetarian. <clears throat> oh, perfect. Stop. Okay. Hard stop. Oh, hard stop, hard stop. But yes. Um, okay. So, oh, I have like a like a part one A. Were you guys nervous meeting in person? Nervous? Yeah, when you oh. finally met in person after after sort of being online friends or online married. Uh, I don't get nervous very easily. Um, so she was yelling felt- at me the entire time <laughs> leading up to it, so I was just like, "All right." <laughs> it felt natural because because we were on the phones before we saw each other. Like, where are you? No, you said you were in this bar. Where I don't see you in this bar. You know, like that's yeah, really she expected me to tell her the correct bar I was in. <laughs> so, so then after that, it just seemed normal. Yeah. How long and we? Oh, sorry. We immediately shared a hotel room too, so it was <laughs> awkward. We had to get over that really quickly, especially since we couldn't figure out how the shower worked. So. That is a thing oh, yeah. in England. Yes, I won't even ask you about snoring habits. Um, how long after that, and what was the process for starting unusual efforts? 
Well, if it's about to turn... You're making me do math? No, no. What? Yeah, because, what, we started in 16 or 15? Uh, Please don't make me do math. It was three years ago. It's 20... That would be 16. Okay, Yep. good. It takes three of us to do that. Um, so it, it, it was quite a long friendship before that. And I think it was just kind of spur of the moment when I was on one of my rants about how women are, are just were not re- represented in soccer media, re- whether in writing or on television and talking about how there should be some kind of platform in which we could get women involved, increase their voices let us also have a chance to speak. And yeah. Sonia said, I'm in on that with you. And I didn't really think she was serious, but she was serious. And it just kind of spiraled from there. At least that's how I remember it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that's pretty much what happened. One thing that I have such like a vivid, visceral memory of is a message you sent me, Kirsten. And all it said was, can we actually do this? And I didn't even hesitate. And I said, yeah, we can, and we're going to, and we did, and we still are. And I think that what started kind of as not even like a pipe dream, but what started as sort of an idea of us texting back and forth, when we started talking about it to other people, it seemed like it was a lot bigger than this, that it was a lot bigger than just the two of us kind of complaining one night about mentorship. And once we started realizing that, this was something that had such a blank space that needed filling. We got a lot of support, a lot of um, backing and kind of a lot of verification that this is something that needed to be done, which is cool. Yeah. What were, what was the biggest problem that you guys faced? This is the time that we have to send out the enormous apology for the fact that we never got out our physical magazines we wanted to have originally this was physical magazine and a website there were so many problems with the publisher we don't want to call them out i don't even remember who they were but they screwed up they didn't acknowledge that they screwed up they made us pay twice pretty much by the time we finally had some books in hand we didn't have the money to send the books out you know, they didn't help us out in any way. And yeah, we made some mistakes too. We we were so excited about everything that we probably didn't do our research correctly. So we still have these books. We can still give them to you if we see you. Um, and if people still actually do want them, we will send them. We just kind of had to send out a note apologizing, saying, you know, we could do this, but then we will have no more money to pay our writers to do anything. So I think, right, Sonia, most people were accepting of that. For sure. For sure. And maybe we should, um, again, another thing we can talk about offline. This is so great that we, these podcasts are both like staff meetings. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but um, I know we sent out one PDF version of the story, but, uh, and a lot of the stories now are slightly out of date because it was before the Euro, or no, it was before the World Cup. Sorry, not before the Euro. Before yeah. the World Cup, and um, I think that was kind of a heavy focus. It was um, also before Trump came to be, et cetera. Yeah. So a lot has changed. And while the words and the ideas are still good, they may not necessarily be represent 
so uh, re representing the current political landscape. So that's sort of the caveat that I want to put out there. Um, but yeah, we can still share the PDF. We can still share all of Van's beautiful art. I think like that that is kind of the thing that disappoints me the most is that we couldn't get these stories and this artwork out to people. Um, but it was a big learning experience. I think in startups, a lot of the times you just sort of hear the like success stories and not the, oh no, we fucked up stories. And that was a big, oh no, we fucked up. But I think yeah, I a think lot of most people, of the time people, people fuck up, they just kind of vanish and you never hear from them again. Yeah. At, yeah. at least we didn't do that. Yeah. So we, we raise our hands to our mistake. Uh, I think we've been pretty transparent about it. I mean, that's my biased opinion, but I mean, we're happy we've sent out emails and we've explained why we fucked up and uh, we want to make things bigger and better. And I think it's more, I think people understood that it was more responsible for us to, instead of going back and trying to correct the mistakes to move forward and kind of be a little bit more fish, uh, fiscally responsible with our funds rather than just trying to push something out because we said we would. So. What was the biggest yeah. fear that you guys had when you started? Fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or that that people wouldn't No. I wasn't afraid that people weren't going to like pitch stories or anything like that. I was I was afraid that there would be people who came out against us like, you know, the whole social media fear and criticism and that kind of stuff. And really we haven't had a lot of that. We have had some people say you shouldn't be able to exclude men, blah, blah, blah. Oh, remember that one guy who wanted to sue us? <laughs> he said we could potentially get sued. Oh, right. And, okay. <laughs> um, which is not true. That's not how small businesses work. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, my fear was more that we were just going to get blown out of the water with criticism. And I'm not good with criticism in the best of times. So that was that was my worry. I don't know if this is so much of a fear as it is the complete opposite of a fear. <laughs> you know how I like answering <laughs> questions. Um, but I think one thing that kind of maybe, maybe humbled me, I think that's probably the best thing, was learning about my own use of language. I know, Kirsten, that you experienced this as well, but I don't want to speak on your behalf. But one thing we had um, people ask if like, trans women can write for us. And we thought, of course they can. But we were using words like, women not men etc so I think one of the biggest humbling things about this whole process has been me learning how to use my language for good and positivity how to ask questions when I'm not sure about what to say or how to say something and just being respectful of of how people would like to be addressed and how um either through gender or through names or pronouns or whatever the case may be, just being able to take two seconds out of a conversation to assess that and to accept that and then move on appropriately. Well, even though you totally didn't answer my original question, Sonia, that, le <laughs> <laughs> that leads beautifully into the next question. Um, what has been, if you can, if you can pick one, cause I know there are a lot, um, what's been the biggest accomplishment so far? I think that that for me personally, what Sonia was just talking about, has been my own most, I don't know about personal accomplishment, but biggest growth and learning experience is, you know, rather than being in this bu bubble where 
certain gender is binary and <clears throat> there's a certain language that I use, you know, instead I've taken the time to um, do more research into feminism and inclusivity and gender and everything like that to ensure that we are not just saying this is one limited group of women who can write or art or talk or speak for us. We want to be able to reach out and um, embrace anyone who's not a man, essentially. And I, I say that, but I think we still have ways to go. You know, we realize it's hard to get to people who are <clears throat> in other countries, um, other just other spaces it's hard to reach them as well as we can so there's definitely still growth to be had but i think that i'm glad that unusual efforts has opened my eyes to certain issues like this and that we have accomplished being able to publish stories that absolutely would not be covered in mainstream media definitely just to echo that i mean at the end of the day, we are still um, three able-bodied white women, and we have to recognize our place of privilege well, and our place of, like... Well, I'm not exactly able-bodied. Sorry. Okay. No, no, that's okay. And there we go. Those are one of the things where I can't just make assumptions. So I apologize for that, and, and um, those are the kind of things that... I used to be afraid to be called out on, but now I take it out. Okay, let's learn from that and let's correct our language. So, But yes, we example. are still definitely three white women who have a certain amount of privilege and we still have to be aware of that and find ways to address it. For sure. And I think um, one of my big biggest accomplishments is just learning how to shut up and listen for a lot of a lot of things and learning kind of where my place and my privileges and what I can do to empower people and what I can do to kind of take a step back and, you know, let people teach me new things as Kirsten just did. <laughs> so I want to respect oh. our, our hard stop, but question oh, yeah. 5A, um, <laughs> do you guys have any sort of, um, do you have any goals for the future that you could share with us? Uh, that's in section three, Jesse. God damn it. All right. We'll get there. <laughs> Respect the agenda. Oh. That should be a good 13 minutes to write. Now, now it's my it's a good one too. To ask a question. My question's for Jesse. We are into the present. Oh, of maybe I'm just avoiding efforts. being asked questions. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, so you've now pretty much become a member of our team. You are not a founding member, but you are one of our little triumvirate here, which hopefully will not end in backstabbing and death on the <laughs> Roman forum steps. Uh, anyway, um, coordinating podcasts, assisting with efforts. What made you decide that you wanted to become more involved? I mean, you have all this other stuff in your life. Why, why are you giving us your time? Um, First of all, I really appreciate the Shakespearean reference there. Um, uh, <laughs> I 
I remember reading that tweet, you know, three years ago or whenever it was that you, Kirsten, that you asked for submissions and, and like agonizing over responding because it felt um, like it could not be real to have a community. It felt like what I had been sort of looking for my whole life, like a community of people who, who were as um, fanatical and lunatic and passionate and crazy <laughs> about football as I was. Um, but also, um, you know, like allowed that to fall into the Venn diagram of like social justice was just, it felt way too good to be true. Um, and, and so, you know, I was hesitant for a lot of reasons. Like I think so many of us have sort of, um, like imposter syndrome, but on top of that, I didn't want you guys not to be what I hoped you would be. Like I, I was so afraid that you wouldn't be like the wonderful people that you were. Um, and so the, the, as I got to know you, I, and, and now that like the second that I knew that you were crazy nuts about soccer, um, (laughs) and also about, you know, human rights and, and, and listening and all these great things and also wonderful people. Um, I am ready to like move into a commune in Canada together (laughs) with our dogs and, you know, drink tea all the time. Like I am all it. And this is, this is just, this really is, um, like mental health and emotional well-being and and all the things so yeah my like my mother will actually say like you know what you need to go talk to your soccer people about this because you're annoying me and she's right um but also like now I have an outlet and the outlet is is you guys we're happy to be your outlet anytime and I will not murder you on the steps of Rome I promise (laughs) Caesar (laughs) I like I like how uh, our our metaphor for this episode has been like comedies and tragedies, which I think is very <laughs> fitting for unusual. Um, actually, something you were saying, Jesse, reminded me. I had somebody come up to me at TFC like a year or two ago when unusual efforts first was getting started, and they're just like, "I used to think you were so like cool and intimidating, but you're just really nice." <laughs> like, so am I not cool? <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a compliment or like a backhanded one, or like if they were just boringly nice you know yeah I'm like, I'm just super nice I'm like Canadian nice that's I, I don't know don't be scared to say hi to me um I also have a question for you Jesse um can you explain all of American politics to me please okay how long or, do I have and it's like 15 no, seconds I have, I, I have a backup question just okay great good another podcast um how have your views on football politics shifted because of unusual efforts I know we had the big podcast of the guy that we're not going to talk about but just sort of in general how 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 do you look at football differently um the first question I could answer in one word which is just fucked um (laughs) just is uh 
the second question I think is way more nuanced and I, I think it sort of goes back to what you both were talking about. Um, I think that, um, I am much less able and I'm grateful for this to sort of compartmentalize football politics, you know, um, it's no longer just about what happens on the pitch um, or with one player. Um, I think I see it more in terms of, you know, just it. Yeah. And, and um, structural systems that we have in place, um, which is both, um, sort of overwhelming because it seems like there's so much more work to do, but it also really puts it more um, in terms of the work that we're already doing, right? In terms of sexism and racism and classism. And it's it's more, it's so much more than just he who shall not be named and, you know, um, f- fining two teams for comments that, that fans make, um, that's never going to work because it's, it's such a bigger conversation. Um, and I think because we at unusual efforts are so willing to not only have the conversations, but put the names to it. Um, that's the only way we're going to actually make change. Um, it's going to take people, right. Like shining the light on it and talking about it and naming it and putting it in the larger context. And not just saying it happens on the football pitch. I'll see you next Sunday and we'll continue the conversation. <laughs> 90 minutes. Bye. To just to insert one thing there that's like um, speaking of activism, Malin pointed out that an anti bullying group in Sweden is lobbying against Juventus. Yeah. Coming to Sweden for a front friendly. So. That was awesome, and I just wanted to throw that out there as Jesse tries to think of a question because she's up next. Oh, guess what? I have a question. Oh, no, I don't think I'm up next. Yes, you are. Oh, I am. You're orange. I am, actually. I color-coordinated everything, guys. <laughs> I know. I Am I really orange, or am I more like a... You know what? My question's not about golden. what color that is. You are totally golden. Goldenrod. Golden. Thank you. There you go. My question is about Crayola colors. Um, <laughs> so my question, I, I was trying to think if my question would be purely football-based, but I really have a question about, like, being in charge. And it's a question okay. for both of you, if that's okay. So it's a question about how you share power sort of how you like um how you how you decided at the beginning and how you sort of kept going and and shared all these um jobs and duties and share power and how that's affected or not your friendship I would say it brought us closer to be honest um just right off the bat I will say that I do and will always refer to Kirsten as my boss, along with like a friend and wife, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but this, I, I can't take any credit away from her. This is her baby in the sense that, yes, we've all sort of collaborated and, and you know, worked together on it, but 
she is the brains and heart and spine and spleen if spleens are good things etc for it (laughs) appendix yeah um the brains the eyes the nose and whatnot I'm kind of the hands because I'm always running off and doing a bunch of things and then I come to her and I'll be like this is what happened and then she organizes everything and she cracks my spelling and (laughs) reminds me of things so I would say I I don't want to say I defer to her for power because that doesn't sound as cooperative as I want to make it but we both play to our strengths and my strengths are running around like a chicken with my head cut off, gathering things and yelling at people. And hers is being the calm and and knowing what to do and knowing, you know, six steps ahead of things. Whereas I'm the one who is like picking up six steps behind us. That makes sense because I've dropped them while I've been running around. So can I ask a a follow-up? Yeah. Did you guys know when you started, did you have to have a conversation about like where your politics and values aligned and how far you were willing to go? Um, I think the only conversation we really had to have goes back to the whole gender issue, right? When we, when that first came up and we were talking about what do we do when we first thought this was going to be women, how do we do we say, yes, non-binary persons can submit, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But in terms of other politics, I, I mean, we'd known each other for so long. I think we knew that we weren't going to have those kind of issues, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. It's not always just like, we're always agreeing on everything. You reject no. my pitches all the time. And I'm like, all right, well, fine then. Stomp off. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I think I think we have a good balance of like my sort of manic energy that doesn't make any sense versus like your actual clear pathways. And so sometimes when you get stuck on your clear pathways, I come in to be like, here's a whole bunch of other options that we can think about. And here's a bunch of other roads. And at the same, or on the flip side, when I'm just sort of everywhere, you're like, okay, let's bring it down and focus. Yes. <laughs> I have just, to say, Sonia, stop. We were on this idea. Let's yep. talk about this one first, not your other 12 ideas. Yep. I think you both just defined our group WhatsApp channel. Yeah. <laughs> focus, people, focus. Every now and then, somebody will just type out squirrel. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I think we complement each other, and I may drive Kirsten crazy sometimes, but, I mean, we've lasted this long, and, yeah. And continue to last. Yeah. Because my question for you, Sonia, is, I guess this is kind of present, kind of future, um, what do you think unusual efforts means to people right now do you do you see it as a publishing platform do you see a mentorship a community how would you define what we are at this moment does that make sense uh, wait are you guys back yes i'm back i'm okay. back okay yeah everyone's back okay we'll just ask you cut that flip out um, you're still recording though, everyone, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, perfect. 
Um, to answer your question, I think it's definitely a community. Um, I think people can kind of feel like they belong in a sense, male, female, non-binary, whatever, across the spectrum. Um, I think people kind of turn to us because they know our voice and they know what we think and they feel listened to and heard regardless of gender or socioeconomic you know, standings or politics or whatever. Yeah, which is they might not nice. be able to turn to us for all politics, but... Yeah, but I don't think they would if they wanted to, is, <laughs> is it? Um, as the case may be. Um, as for the mentorship, I think that's something that both personally and professionally I really want to focus on. Um, I actually just went to this really cool thing at Ryerson, which is a university in Toronto, and they were interviewing female... Um, sports journalist across all sort of sport and all four of them were saying that like women that they talk to have always been so helpful and like really helped with their career etc cetera, etc cetera. and I know um when I was kind of growing up through this career all of my mentors were men and they were wonderful and they were awesome and I cannot thank them enough for the amounts of coffee and time and just like going advice. through articles yeah advice uh, pre-editing articles before I would file them, etc. Um, I cannot thank them enough, and this is by no means trying to diminish that. But there wasn't any females other than Kirsten. Like she, she was it, and I'm so grateful for that. But I could not name a single other one that I felt a comfortable turning to, or b had an opportunity to turn to. And I don't want others to grow up in that sort of sense. Um, or feeling that way. So if you're listening to this and you ever need advice or questions or, you know, want to soundboard or want to have some sort of hive mind or whatever, feel free to contact us. That That is, believe it or not, we love to talk and we love to talk journalism and sports, etc. So come at us. Men and women and anyone who falls anywhere. Like, this isn't... And any age. Any and, age. And, and any age, too. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know if that answered your question. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to answer any of these questions properly. Oh, it's okay. We'll get to it more in the future, but your turn to ask me. Oh. Um, many effortistas who have published with us have gone on to publish with some pretty cool publications. Ooh, that's a hard sentence. This is why I need you to edit. My <laughs> before I you didn't it. give me time. Um, long story short, uh, do you think we're achieving, or we have achieved, the original Unusual Efforts goals? Um, well, our, definitely our original goal, and I think still is our goal, is to promote non-males in football media. Um, so in that sense, we haven't reached it yet, because obviously there's no 50-50 balance. Um, but we have seen some pretty amazing things happen in terms of, uh, you know, the person who, sorry, for some reason my tongue is stuck right now. <clears throat> Jessica Lopez, our first, very first story. She works at ESPN now. Um, people are publishing in, you know, <clears throat> on ESPN in The Guardian, in The Howler, and other assorted football magazines. They're going on and talking on podcasts, that sort of thing. Um, but they're also, it's also a little bit reciprocal where 
some of these publications will come to me and say, hey, we need somebody knowledge of this. We're looking for this certain story. Tend me to one of your writers who would be good for this. And that makes me, like, I'm happier to do that than when I publish my own work, you know. It makes yeah. me so excited that our stuff, they value out there. They know that we have good copy, that we have good ideas, good stories, good voices, and they want to use us as a resource. And that's, I want to see that continue to happen. I want people to know that that is part of our reason for existing, that we're not going to be like, oh, no, we're not going to give you, I used air quotes there, I'm not going to give you air quotes give you access to our writers we want to keep them no we want to share them we want their voices wherever wants to publish them yeah so. just to echo that and i realize this is my own question but this sparked a lot of thoughts in me um the way that i kind of explain unusual efforts to people is that we're sort of like the junior team and we're trying to get our writers and place them with their first team and uh -huh. our whole idea isn't about retention it's about training and preparing people, and we don't want to keep our writers. Like we hope that they we want them in our community. Yes, yes, yes. We're not pushing anyone out, but we don't want to be hoarders. <laughs> yeah, for lack of a better word. Um, and I think I think the whole idea of that we're trying to put people with their first team is sort of the reason why I think Unusual Efforts is so different than a lot of other places. And I think that mentorship piece is super, super important. Which leads into a follow-up question for you in terms of what you were talking about, about mentorship and the future of Unusual Efforts. You recently did talk about how you're deciding you're making a conscious decision to be more of a mentor and use your own experience in a positive way. Uh, you said people can talk to us, whatever, contact us, but do you have any specific ideas of like in the next year, how that can play out concretely for unusual efforts? Yeah, I think one thing that I've done personally, and I invite you two to do the same, but I completely understand why people don't want to do it, is I've opened my DMs and I've made them public. And I don't recommend that for everyone because you do get some not wanted DMs. Um, I'm not going to say sliding into your DMs because I don't even mean that. <laughs> I just mean spam and annoying people. And apparently there's a housewife named Sonia whose last name begins with an M. And I get so many messages for her. It's really weird. <laughs> I, I don't watch any of the real housewives, but just want to put that out there. Um, where was I going with this? And then I thought we could make sort of like, and again, this is probably something that I'm springing on you and we should probably talk about offline. But when I started my like, professional career nine to five I was matched up with a mentor and they kind of helped me through things so I was hoping that maybe if people wanted to sign up for a mentorship program we can kind of match people with personalities they think may suit them or um sports or sports soccer pathways that may suit them so if they're writing about like women's soccer we put them with somebody who's a women's soccer expert Spanish soccer Italian blah 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 blah, blah. and so that's something that I hope that people can like sign up for and it doesn't necessarily have to be an unusual efforts person who's being a mentor but somebody who just wants to be kind of in that process no, but that means that anybody who's writing like about edison cavani's cheekbones will have to fight between me and kirsten 
that's, a, that's you know. Or be mentored by both. Uh, that's a good yeah. one. Good path. So, uh, just for time's sake, do you want to move on to the future very Well, I just had my first future question, so yes. Yeah, none of us are behaving well. Um, did you? Yeah, she did. Yeah, oh, yeah you did. we're not following directions. Okay. No, no, we're not. Why? Why do I even bother? You? <laughs> um, fine. I'm gonna ask Jesse a question. Then. Oh shit! That was the next one in line. I am following directions. <laughs> You're criticizing yourself. I know, guys. This is, <laughs> this is just me in a nutshell. Um, Jesse, if yes, you could Sonia. publish one piece in one other publication, other than Unusual Efforts, obviously, uh, what would it be? Either soccer related or non soccer related. Just as a journalist, what what would be your like? bucket list publication um again I like have vast major imposter syndrome across my entire life so even saying as a journalist like makes me get the giggles um but as Kirsten's about to find out probably tomorrow when I send her the draft of my next article and I do this with all apologies um I have a hard time keeping things short lately so um I've, I've just been into this long form, way too long thing. Um, and, but I, I also feel like there is something to like a combo of narrative journalism. And maybe I'm just trying to excuse myself in advance with apologies to my wonderful, amazing, creative, awesome editor um anyway so I don't know I feel like um the Guardian and, and Time have have done really interesting great pieces the New Yorker with like long form things and also I'm sorry in advance and you could chop isn't, it up isn't the New Yorker just like a dream of almost every liberal yeah. writer you know yeah not me. He's there. I'm Canadian. You're Canadian. Yeah, well, isn't there like a version called like the Montrealan? There should be. Um, maybe. Um, I don't know what the Canadian version is. I mean, we have like national newspapers you would want to get into, but Maclean's maybe? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good one. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, have, I have somebody at the Guardian I can hook you up with, by the way, Jesse. Oh, you my want to, I mean, no promises <laughs> other than. Look, You've never hooked me She's up my mentor person. right now. Never like, asked. Hello, mentor. Yeah, she just mentored me. This is already oh, working. Yeah. It's already a thing. I've pitched the Guardian. I've pitched the Guardian like five times. I've never heard a single word back. Sonny's gonna hook you up. Again, so. Look, it's happening. It probably I make... should all be cut out, but yeah, no, I can I can introduce you to my contact there. Um they're great. Well, can I, even though I don't know if it's goldenrod time, can I ask my Sonia question? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is your goal. It's question my contact for the Guardian because I will send that to you. <laughs> it is not. It is not that quite. Um, no, I would like to know um, if you um, are working on your book and if there's any progress that we can know about. Yeah, so actually, I'm glad you asked about this because, funny enough, about last month I started to pick it up again when. Um, I kind of hit a little spell myself, which you guys know about. Maybe it was two months ago, but I had a not-so-good time, and 
um, I thought that this is a perfect opportunity to kind of use negative energy into a positive way. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, I've been wanting to write a book about football and mental health for quite some time now, and just sort of both the positive side of things, um, which a lot of people have talked to me about, and also the negative side of things where, you know, you invest so much into a team, and if they lose, it's almost like, you know, somebody has died, or you've lost your job, and like, there's there's a lot or of people who go player that. leaves. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, even little things, too, which may seem sort of like minor details for other people, but, you know, big, big for, for you, uh, terrible kits. Like, I had somebody talk to me about how, like, super superstition and their OCD plays into kit colors so yeah like it's it's things you don't really think about so I've been collecting stories I've been um I don't want to say journaling because I think that that people who do journal I think it's it's um they do a much better job than me and I don't want to put myself at that at their level but I've been trying to to take all these stories and make one sort of clear narrative and so my goal is by 2020 having the first version out and I haven't been talking about it because I don't want to hype myself up which is what I did at the beginning and I felt a lot of pressure and I was just like oh no I gotta step back so I feel like working on it silently um along with a master's thesis as well in all of my free spare time um a lot of things just remember yeah, that, the problem like, with saying you're writing a book, then you have to actually do go it. and do it. Well, just yeah. remember to hydrate and eat some salad food and get some sleep in the meantime. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't do the sleep thing. <laughs> sleep is for the weak and the mentally healthy. And me. That's true. Um, <sighs> Sonia, do you want to ask me your last question so yes. that you can duck out if you need to? Yeah, and then if you you can answer that we can do a quick wrap up and we started at 204 so we could end at 304 or 904 for you i don't actually know what time right. it is. we could do it let's do nine it nine minutes then okay nine minutes so my last question uh for kirsten is something that i just scrolled past um oh i didn't even need to go back to this so where do we go from here and that is the big question um, first of all, personally, I need to get healthy. Um, and I we not... all support that 100%. That is honest to God, number one priority. Yep. And it will never uh, not be. The, the reason I think unusual efforts is so well respected and I, I don't tend to talk up myself this much, but it is because I don't just throw your stories up. I work with people on them. I, do a lot of mentoring through the editing process and revisions back and forth. And sometimes that gets frustrating for the writers. And I realize some are frustrated now because I haven't even been able to communicate with them because I've been so sick. Um, so first step, me getting healthy. And I think I'm on that road. The next step, more immediately, uh, we want to really focus on the upcoming Women's World Cup. Um, so hopefully, we're probably going to toss aside that whole we're going to have a monthly focus. We'll save that for 2020. It's out the window because my health screwed that up. going to try to focus on the women for a while, get people excited about that. Um, 
try to organize <laughs> we're gonna try to organize meetups uh in France in different areas. So we'll be talking a lot about that. Um we really, really need help with social media. Um we've talked so much about the past and present of unusual efforts, but we have not mentioned Michaela, who was our incredible tweeter who still does some tweeting but doesn't have a lot of time to do it now um so we really need social media help and unfortunately we do not have the budget to pay for social media help um we do know that we should have professional social media help but we just don't have that money so anybody who's interested anybody who knows the experience um anybody who wants to pay you know us to pay for a social media intern any of that that's that's my biggest want um beyond that i think where we go from there is we start being more consistent with our stories some with our podcasts uh, we're gonna have a little meeting about uh actually planning them for example um, um i'm sorry my 13 minute script was not good enough planning for you <laughs> Well, I quit. Jesse didn't even know she was goldenrod, so. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I mean, you guys can choose your own colors. It was just mostly for me to be able to understand how things work. Um, so we're going to get the help. We're going to get the organization down. And then we're really going to work on the whole mentorship thing. Motion of people. And also kind of as a community in France in person or actually creating our Slack room or WhatsApp conversations, anything like that, anything to make it feel like more community that's been done through talking on a podcast, anything like that, just to make sure that our voices are heard, that they get stronger and that they can be put, I guess, out further into the universe that's that's my big dream is that we spread further and make our voices even louder beautiful um so let's close on that note because i think that's that's a nice way to close and also because i have to go in five minutes um so let's close how we always do um a little bit of an update for this as our team and beverage pairing I've decided to go sober, so my beverage pairing will just be random coffee and juices that I like. Um, so let's start with that. For Udinese and Toronto FC, who have seemed to have sparked new energy and new oomph and new everything into both, both their teams, this weird winning streak and scoring streak and not being horrible streak um i would like to dedicate something that i just learned which is bulletproof coffee um i make mine with ghee because that's how i was taught and it's delicious and much to probably your chagrin it makes me a thousand times more alert and ready to go and enthused yes so that's, that's me that's what sonia needs more <laughs> energy <laughs> um. I actually wanted to talk about not an, a specific beer, but I learned today that uh, the good people of Portland who coffee club, which is one of the few places where you can go and watch games uh, in Portland. They are 
opening a brewery called Away Days. They, their uh, head brewer, who used to be Alameda Brewing, I loved Alameda Brewing, so I got really excited. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be right next to Toffee Club. They're going to have like eight or ten taps, European and Northwest styles. I don't know if that means in one cup or multiple cups, um, but it's supposed to open mid-May, hopefully. Uh, I'm upset because with all my health issues, I can't get back to the Northwest. Please go there. Tell me about it. Keep it in mind. Can I have one thing about Portland? What? That's so, like, concerned. Um, my niece is going to her first Toronto FC game, and they're playing the Portland Timbers, and I'm super excited for it. That's literally all I wanted to add. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Toronto. Um, mine is wine, because as we know, I don't like beer, and it's called 19 Crimes, and I dedicate it to Spurs, because there were at least 19 crimes in that match. That's it. That's amazing. That's all. I love it. Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, you guys, can we talk about moms, moms and merch? Yes. Very. Oh quickly. my god, I can't believe I forgot about that. Um, uh, we are going to be having upcoming sales for uh, on our Threadless shop. Just search Threadless Unusual Effort. Obviously, we'll put the moms wearing merch. We're going to feature them in May on our Instagram and our, our Twitter. So we're going to have a sale. Mom's merch in May. I love it. Yeah, mom's merch in May. Uh, and then we'll also have a podcast talking about our mommies too. Yay. Maybe we'll have mommy on. Maybe we'll get Jesse's mom to tweet. Anyway, oh my God. So look for an upcoming sale. And then we are also going to have a sale for people specifically going to France. Um, we want them to wear Effortista clothing with pride. So, um, we're going to work with Threadless to try to get a special coupon or code for those people so that you can get your stuff sent to you before you head off to France and then probably run contests in which you show us that you're wearing your Effortista clothing while at the World Cup games. I love it. Okay. And... Also, sorry, just one note on moms. It's anyone who acts as a mom to you. So it could be an older sister. It could be a teacher. It could be, you know, the lady next door. It could be your dad. But just sort of like a mom figure. Oh, yeah, we are going to do a dad one, too. And both my parents have agreed. um, And I have proof of it in our family uh, WhatsApp group. So if I have to, like, put the shirt on on my dad while he's asleep he will get his shirt on <laughs> amazing and it doesn't have to be like your parent you can be the parent you can well, be yeah, the mom sure. yeah so yeah um so our next pod i love this reluctant football crushes versus enthusiastic crushes so tweet us all of your joyous shameless crushes versus your shameful crushes yeah yeah. Cool. I'm going to have a lot of those. You're welcome. Um, and um, we have, oh my goodness, we have less than a minute to say. Um, Sonia, how do they follow you on the Twitter? I'm at Sonia Missio. I have a new headshot. I have a new bio. <gasps> Look at me go. Amazing. <laughs> Kirsten, how do they follow you? 
Oh. Kirsten, and Kirsten, I'm, how do they follow you? I'm Katie Schlewitz, who does not have an updated bio, but needs to make one to, you know, seem a little bit more professional, <laughs> but will still retain her membership or presidency of the Adam Yaich fan club. Always. And you could follow us at Unusual Efforts. And if you follow... Right, how do they get you, Jesse? Oh, yeah. uh, at Jesse Loesch. I don't have a new anything. Um, and if you follow at Man on the Post and subscribe, you can get all of our wonderful awesomeness um, on... You ready for this one? iTunes. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And Stitcher. All I remember is iTunes and Stitcher. I know there are other ones except that... I have iTunes and Sonia has Stitcher. And so just press subscribe to Man on the Post. You get me talking with Chris and Scott about um, Penurel. And so I'm sorry about that. But you also get us and you get a whole like plethora of other wonderful things. So just do that. It'll fall magically into yeah, your Stitcher. Are really good. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. You guys, it's 305. We oh, actually did a thing. I'm so proud of us. And and happy anniversary, friends. No, we don't know how to sign off. Well, let's, let's just say happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary.